and welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook? So the red light's rolling and I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by our guest. He's a he's an awesome guy and we've been working, flagship uh, partners have been working with him. My colleague Jamie uh, Clifford has been working with him for probably the last year to 18 months I would have thought yeah. actually yeah so um and so I've got Voitech. I'm not going to try and pronounce your surname because I'm just going to embarrass myself but if you can for the listeners Voitech, you're able to just introduce yourself if that's okay. uh yes I'm Wojtek Pilisniak I am 21 years old and I've got introduced to my dad's well family business since I was 14 years old I was working in the background translating and getting things done good man good man do you know what i think that's absolutely awesome and uh i met i met Wojtek for the first time this morning and he goes you look younger than your pictures so i'm like happy days <laughs> <laughs> i really appreciate that Wojtek. so you've you've had a bit of a learning journey over the last little while haven't you so you passed your transport manager cpc recently is that right yes about half a year ago yeah cool and how how did you find that process who did you learn with were you trained by tom uh, MDR, yeah, with Tom, yeah, yeah, you with Tom, yeah. yeah. So Tom, Tom's a friend of mine. He's a good guy. Uh, he'll be pleased to listen to uh, to this. How did you enjoy the learning process? Was it good? It was good. It was very different to how things actually are. Yes. So I was what I knew. I had to relearn everything from scratch because what I knew is different to what you have to know to pass the exam. Yeah, yeah, got you. And that's so that's a really interesting thing, right? So for some time we've spoken about how the actual content of the course isn't really like the things you necessarily need to know to be compliant. Yeah. And, and and you're kind of like a walking, talking example of that because the thing is, is you've been involved with running the business and obviously doing a lot of the translation and stuff. Just for listeners' benefit, is that it was a family business and, and obviously your family, some of them, their, their English wasn't as good as yours? Yeah, so basically... My dad moved it in 2002. Then he moved us in 2006. So I knew no language whatsoever. And I went to school, done my school. And then basically dad risked it all, all the money we had to open a business. And then I would, he knew basically, basically nothing. Okay. So I was doing everything like from primary school, I was translating things. And pretty much that's how we built it all up. That's really cool, mate. That's really cool. So, um, so, you, so your dad, when you say like he risked it, what what did he do before? What, like, how long ago did he start Delta? 15, 15 or thirteen years ago. Thirteen to fifteen years ago. Right. Okay. Cool. So you would have been. I'm just doing the maths here. You'd have been like six or yeah, seven. Six, so. seven. Yeah. 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 So straight away, like at primary school, you're yeah. straight into it, having to help like translate and all that sort of stuff yeah, as well. so, so you're still like bilingual yeah i'm bilingual I, the only thing i can't do is write really well in polish other than that i'm good at well you never went to school in poland so no, you probably never, never had to write write mm, polish can you read polish at a slow pace yeah yeah okay but cool. i can't spelling is completely awful like you understand what i'm saying yeah when i write but you won't you just look at it like, wow, this is five-year-old wrote this or something. <laughs> fair play, mate. Fair play. And how did you find? So, how did you find school 
as a like English as a second language how was that for you it was from what I've been told it was dreadful because my parents couldn't teach me at home so I would do everything by myself I didn't have parents help the only thing I'd help with was maths Wow, because man. they could understand maths because maths is yeah, same yeah, same same whatever the language but right when it comes to reading at home I had to learn myself wow when it came to writing spelling I had to learn myself Fair it play. was just all self-taught yeah wow wow mate because the thing is it's like only so much is done at school isn't it that's yeah. the thing so and like that must have been like quite tricky I can't even imagine the sort of pressure you felt and then from sort of six or seven you were then involved in the business and having yeah. to having to help support that so what did that look like for you was that like weekends evenings that kind of just stuff just every single to be honest I never really had a childhood it was just all <laughs> business orientated okay so now I'm starting to kind of live my childhood as an adult. Yeah, okay, so, cool. And what, and what do you mean by that? So what are you getting up to? So I started boxing three years ago. So normally you would take a kid boxing like, just to so they do something. So I couldn't do that as a child. So yeah. I started taking up things that I would do. So I started playing Sunday League from time to time, just nice. kick about. Yeah. I started going on holidays because now I can go on holidays by myself. Yeah, yeah, so go on holidays where have you been last year I've been Amsterdam for my birthday I've been Turkey with my girlfriend I've been Poland as an actual holiday not just to see family yeah, yeah and then I've also been Athens in Greece last year wow mate so you've been getting around a bit good for you mate yeah. good for you you enjoy travelling yeah I really do enjoy travelling as I really enjoy history so okay. I don't go beach holidays or things like that I go yeah. to like historical monuments and things like that yeah, so yeah so in- interesting story for you actually so i've been to poland once i went and this it combines some of your interests to be fair so uh, i used to play in a football team and uh, we went to a football tournament in poland in krakow yes krakow. um i don't know if that's near where your family live or not no i live right at the bottom okay so krakow is that the capital is it capital no, of poland but it's a big it's a big Big. Yeah, it's a big, it's like the second or third biggest. Yeah, yeah, I've just made myself look really stupid. It's I didn't know Warsaw don't. was the Polish capital. So there's going to be people going, Pete, do your homework. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, this is a good like 10, 15 years ago. And uh, I went out there with a group of lads and uh, it was chaotic, to be fair. It was because Krakow's a really cool place to go out. Yeah. It's really lively. Uh, massively recommend it to people to go. And one of the things a few of the lads were talking about, because it's quite close uh, to going and seeing like the concentration camps and stuff, because yeah. it's not that far from Auschwitz. And um, I was really interested to go, but uh, I kind of cancelled the guys because I was like, I'm not going with all the lads like pissheads being disrespectful yeah. or anything like that, you know? So that's on my to-do list, actually. And I thought, obviously, with that being quite a historical place, you'd probably be yeah. interested to go and visit Auschwitz as yeah, well. Yeah, I've not personally visited it yet, but I certainly do want to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. But yeah, so like you've had to study, so you're interested in history, but you've had to study it as a second language. So that must have been really interesting. And then obviously you've kind of got the cultural English push on stuff as well, which is probably a bit different to how, yeah. how the Polish do stuff anyway. So I'm just going to draw it back over to, to sort of running the transport business and that kind of stuff. So... Um, a little while ago, so it's probably uh, you. You guys went. We supported you with a public inquiry. Can you yes. sort of just? Are you able to just share with the listeners a bit of background for that and sort of how that came about? 
Uh, yes. So we ran a business for quite a long time. And then around the Christmas period, we hired two drivers that were mates. So I went out with them to help them out, just like showing them how the job works. So I would get sent with other drivers to just show them how the job works, where to go and things like that, because I would do it with my dad. Yep. So I would know all the ins and outs of the jobs we do because we majority do the same work all the time. Okay. So then as soon as they were able to go by themselves because they knew what they're doing, one day we realised on invoices that there was a lot more fuel drawn from these two drivers. Okay. So then we would investigate and then once we were coming back from our roadside job and we saw them filling up. So then we pulled in because my dad said I filled up the truck the day before. Mm-hmm. and he's just left so he pulled in and what the one driver who was the mates with the other driver one driver was driving and another one came in the car mm-hmm. and they had barrels in the car right. so they were filling up barrels yeah got you so we interrogated them there and then police got called they said oh leave it leave it they left the guy at the petrol station said oh sorry had no idea we didn't see it even though we could see on cameras that That's we could what, see what yeah. was happening then we fired him, we paid them all off, everything. We're like, thank you for working, but you know, we don't want someone like that. Yeah, then we received a letter from DVSA saying that he basically wrote a letter saying that we run a concentration camp, we force people to do this, we force people to go over the time. Oh, and wow. that I threatened them to drill the kneecaps through for stealing fuel and things like that. So after that, we had a very big investigation into our company by DVSA and it's just caused a spiral of events that yeah. led to the public inquiry yeah yeah got you how long how long ago was that for you was it 18 months or so uh, no it was like three three years ago yeah I believe three okay, four years yeah, ago it since it started time. and yeah, then yeah. it just everything started tumbling down yeah got you and I guess like I, I I guess there's been some learning in there for you because obviously your dad so was your dad's English wasn't great so who was the transport manager for you at that time uh, it was my dad's mate who he knew for a long time so basically my friend in primary school was his dad so then yep. my dad paid for everything to have him do everything yep so he's passed and then he just paid for him to learn everything yeah, yeah. yeah to be our transport manager yeah got you but things weren't quite sort of how they should have been and you you probably wouldn't have known any different i suppose when you when you yeah. were sort of dealing with it before so you know as as we started in poland running transport is very very different to how it's run here here it's more about paperwork whereas there it's more about how things are done yeah so here if it's all done properly but you don't have the paperwork for it yeah you get done for it yeah whereas there if you don't have paperwork for it but you can prove that it's all being done correctly yeah then it's more leeway they understand that paperwork takes time and sometimes paperwork gets lost yeah whereas here it's completely different if you don't have paperwork it's never been done yeah yeah they're quite strict yeah Yeah. Yeah. so you've you've sort of found that process and what's that learning curve been like for you over the past sort of three years so you've been obviously you you would have needed to change the transport manager and i guess you've had some probably tough times from an operational point of view as well with covid and things like that to go through it must have been quite tough 
COVID was a blessing in disguise for us because, as you probably know, there was a toilet paper pandemic. Yep. We work mainly with toilet paper. Oh, really? So right. For us, <laughs> it was the most profitable thing that's ever happened to us. Right. The okay. pandemic. Everyone stockpiling the old toilet yeah. roll. Honestly, it was so busy that we even had at 1.30 subbies. Hello, it's Sharni from Flagship Partners. We are really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. If you need expert advice or training for your fleet business, make Flagship Partners your first choice. We are really excited to announce the launch of our Transport Manager Academy with expert development for fleet leaders. We offer fully accredited initial Transport Manager CPC training, CPC refresher and operator license awareness training, as well as mentoring, support and professional development beyond the qualification. Our vision is to develop elite fleet professionals. Wow, okay, yeah. We were just taking jobs on and just giving them out to anyone who wanted them and it was very, very profitable. That's why we managed to survive the closure of a company and yeah. managed to get you guys on board yep. and basically pay you guys just to be on the license for three months Yeah. to even not even have we didn't even know whether it will survive whether yeah, we'll get yeah. it back but yeah. we were willing to take the risk yeah to just yeah, yeah go for it yeah absolutely and and obviously we we went through that process where we sort of helped prepare you for the public inquiry so just for um the listeners so some of them won't have been through that and obviously it would have been quite emotional for you i would think because it was like your family business right so what, it, what did it that feel like going to the public inquiry going to it felt I didn't feel as stressed because I joined the company as a director just because I was told to that they're going to look at it differently because I've stepped up the person who was writing all these emails and translating everything to the DVSA officers for like when they came to us yeah yeah. so it's like you take there was this transition period where you're taking control yeah yeah. so we felt like we're going to get a bit more leeway but now how I've done that I feel more responsible and I believe that we already knew that we're going to get allowed to have it because of me joining on. Yeah. Because they would see that the person who was actually running it yeah. is coming on now. So we'll yeah. give him a chance. Yeah, yeah. So we didn't feel as stressed that, oh, we're not going to get it because we all felt positive. Yeah, yeah, got you. And and, and obviously you, you'd done a lot of background work to prepare for it as well. You yeah. hadn't just gone, oh no, we've had you know this nightmare with DVSA and what have you. You didn't just sit on it from what I can tell you. You sort of took action. You got our solicitors involved. Yeah. So they helped support you, got us on board to help support you as well to make sure things were right. And obviously then took that advice around sort of your 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 dad doing less and you doing more and yeah. sort of running it and then you went went and obviously trained as well so um it's good that uh you had a positive outcome wasn't it so yeah it, I'm, it's I'm, amazing because i can't imagine what would have been yeah yeah if it hadn't worked out yeah i believe i would start from scratch but under my own <laughs> only yeah okay so tell me a bit more about uh, and you ha- I know you've been able to sort of carry the business on which is good but tell me a bit more about the things you've learned during this process I've learned quite a bit of <coughs> things <Excuse> me. <laughs> how how shall I start uh, I learned that the transport manager really is a key point in the business because the last one we had done a lot of work but compared to what gets done now 
it didn't really do a lot. Mm-hmm. But back then, it felt like a lot. Yeah. So... It's I've, kind of changed your expectation of the things that are involved. Yeah. I've also learned that doing something the correct way is sometimes wrong. And doing it like a prolonged way is better, as in in looks for the company. Yeah. So okay, so like just getting the job done sometimes isn't enough. You need yeah. to kind of go that extra... Extra mile, yeah. even though you don't need to, but... It's just sometimes DVSA would look at paperwork and say it's done correctly, but it's wrong. Yeah. Because, for example, you have a defect and you just put fixed. Mm-hmm. That's, for example, it's done correct, yeah. but it's not done correct. You need to write, for example, if it's a bulb, I've replaced a bulb with this bulb. Yeah. Instead of just saying replaced or fixed, that's not enough yeah. to satisfy the needs. So, yeah. like, just it's just do more do more do it more in detail like they taught you in school really so just put the question in the answer yeah and and it's you know it's uh it's a challenge isn't it because you have to yeah you almost have to like make sure that you've covered all the bases when you're when you're sort of doing that work okay and um how did you find the so just going back to your transport manager training and your cpc training how did you find the exam process how was that for you the case study was one of the easiest things i think i've done ever okay it was because you have all the answers with you like you can't get anything wrong okay or at least I don't believe you can. Yeah. Because I, I do believe there's some people that find the case study harder. Yeah. But for personally myself, I just, it's just all there. Yeah. But for the multiple choice, I found that harder because I only work UK jobs and there's like 30 to 40% of the exam is also European work. So yeah. all I knew there is what I've learned. And because I failed the first time. Yeah. Then I failed the second time. By the third time, I knew nothing of the Europe things apart from what I had on a little refresher. Yeah. So the fact I've passed is also quite shocking to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've done really well, mate, to be fair. So you passed You passed third time. Uh, the, third time, multiple on choice. The multiple choice. Did you pass first time for the case study? Yes, I passed yeah, first time for the yeah, case study. Good. And the thing is, is um, you if you trained with Tom, you'd have done the SILT exam and it's, it's a tricky exam. The multiple choice is a really tricky exam for SILT because there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions in there that are a bit tricky around HR and various bits and pieces and that. So yeah, it it can be, it can be a bit tricky and a lot of the listeners will know that as well. So mate, I've, um, you know, I've got nothing but admiration for you. So you, as well as doing that, you're also a trained, you're a trained mechanic as well. Yeah. Yes. I'm a full-time mechanic yeah so i mainly do 75 percent mechanic work and then 30 percent in the office yeah but i'm starting to go more into office less mechanic yeah as i'm trying to transfer more transfer over. more yeah, into yeah, the yeah. business as yeah. that's basically i'm the face of the business now so yeah, yeah no that's good do you enjoy uh do you enjoy doing the mechanical work so uh, the trucks are fairly uh complicated things and actually it's a real skill shortage that we've got at the moment for people who um are able to work, work well on trucks so how, how do you sort of how do you enjoy it do you enjoy that bit more than being in the office yes i definitely enjoy a bit more but then with english weather i kind of don't enjoy it at the same time because sometimes you get a good job but you're in the rain and you just 
you just think there and say, why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah. I, um, so I was sharing with you before we recorded that I used to, um, I used to run a workshop for, for Volvo trucks. And, uh, I know that one of the toughest gigs is like two, three in the morning side of the motorway rolling around in like a piss laden lay by exactly. where drivers have just gone to the toilet and someone's broken down and you're pitch black and you're rolling around trying to fix something, not get your head driven over. It's, uh, it's pretty not, much not my an, life. <laughs> <laughs> not an easy gig, is it? it? It's, it's not easy. It's a very dirty job. Yeah it's it's not for the weak-hearted let's say it that way no no neither's facing the traffic commissioner either exactly <laughs> or getting into a boxing ring by that matter i see uh, oh, i see a bit of a thing a, here right you're yeah. a bit of a glutton for punishment working yeah. in the workshop becoming a transport manager seeing the uh, going to a public inquiry and being a boxer as well yeah i i, I like fear <laughs> fear is a motivator keeps me alive oh good for you mate well um Wojtek, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. I've thank really you. enjoyed it and I hope the listeners have as well. And thank you for sharing. And um, yeah, I, hopefully you'll, I know you're an avid podcast listener, so hopefully you'll have a listen at some point too. Yeah, I will have a listen. Hopefully you have me back soon. Yeah, appreciate it, Wojtek. Thank you very much. And thanks for listening, guys. See you on the next one. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.